Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. I have episode 69 of the podcast that was originally recorded on May 6th of 2015. Some of the games I played for the week. Of course, we played some Pathfinder Adventure card games called Shackles and some Dice Masters. Also got in some Jaipur, Las Vegas, and one of the bigger games I played for the week was Kings of Air and Steam. Got in a little bit of Formula Day, some Machikoro, Duel of Ages 2, and of course I talked about a few of the games I want to play now, like Pathfinder Online and a couple others. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, gamers, and welcome to another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. My name is Joe Luzzi, and we are on episode 69 of the podcast. You can always send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to whatimplayingnow at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at whatimplayingnow. Don't forget to drop the G, as I always say. You'll usually see a few games that I'm playing during the week if you follow me on Twitter, as well as seeing some of those games on the Facebook page. Just do a search on Facebook for what I'm playing now. We also have a Google Plus page, which is plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And of course, last but not least, our Twitch page, which is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. All right, let's jump into some of the games I played for the weekend. Of course, we're going to start off with our two weekly recurring games that have been coming back for weeks and weeks. And that first one would be Pathfinder Adventure card game Skull and Shackles. We played through a couple of scenarios this week. I think I mentioned last week we were meeting up early. We were going to try to get through three scenarios. And even though we actually met up early, I have no idea how this happened. But we still only made it through two scenarios. I don't know if my group likes to sit around and talk too much. I think what it is was the first scenario that we went through, which was 05B, the plays the thing, was just kind of a handful, it seemed. We started off doing the scenario very well. We closed... We found a couple of the henchmen very quickly. We did not close one or two of the locations right off the bat because we wanted to mill through the deck because we found the henchmen probably like the second card in. So we figured, ah, we're doing pretty good. Plenty of time left in that Blessings deck there. Lo and behold, we literally finished this scenario with one card, with the last flip of the Blessings card, basically. The, the last person flipped that Blessing card over and we had... Her all set up to defeat the villain. Everything else was temporarily closed. I think there were two other locations that we had that were te- that were still open that we had to temporarily close. We made sure everybody had enough blessings in their hands to basically assist each other. Basically finished that scenario. I don't think we have done that before. That is the first time I think we've actually ever basically flipped over that last blessings card and beat the villain right on that round. So we were all... A little ecstatic about that one. And that was a pretty interesting scenario, I will say. I don't believe it was any harder. I think it was basically just the group's decision to try to do a little milling and maybe get a couple of maybe more level five items, weapons and stuff to try to maybe round out our decks a little more. I think one of the other things that kind of threw us a little bit was the ship being anchored at the Theater of Corruption location, which you really haven't seen too many scenarios where your ship is actually anchored. And I think that that also kind of hurt us a little bit because we had a couple of people get injured very early on. And then it was just tricky for us to really plan accordingly as to how to get those people to the right locations easily without, you know, hurting themselves or anybody else to try to get some healing going on. But we were able to fulfill the scenario's needs at the end and finish it quite nicely. And then we jumped into 505C was the second one that we played, and that was release the obligatory Kraken, which is actually a pretty good scenario, I will say. We did have one of our characters get cursed very early on in the game, and we all sat there for a couple of minutes, 
basically doing the math to make sure if he did not basically find one of the witch doctors to try to get the curse removed, if he would survive. And we figured it out and did the math that he would. So we pretty much, after sitting there talking for a few minutes one night, and I thought we were really going to restart this one, literally probably 10 minutes into it, we, we sat there and we, like I said, after doing the math, we figured out, okay, he, he will live if we actually finish this within the time. So we said, let's just keep going. And hopefully he didn't take any more damage than what was really already happening happened to him we actually were able to beat the kraken and finish that scenario as well we didn't make it on to 05d so that will be left for another week and i don't think we're actually meeting together for getting together for probably another two or three weeks now with uh, mother's day coming up and then we have uh, memorial day right around the corner we're taking a couple of weeks off and then we're going to get together right before the end of the month i think and then hopefully we'll be able to jump into scenario set six so we'll see how fast we can actually make it through that one. All right. So that was Pathfinder Adventure Card Game. Jump into Dice Masters. Played some Dice Masters last night, and we did another DC draft. I got quite a few good cards, I will say. Quite a few rares were passed around in the draft, so I was basically just grabbing rares. My team, once again, was horrible. I really wasn't too worried about it since I did not purchase a gravity feed for this. I was going more for cards that I did not have rather than cards that were going to assist me in really winning the actual tournament that we were having. We actually had a couple of new faces show up, so it was really cool. One guy brought his son to play, and his son was actually pretty good at the game, I will say. If you have kids out there that are looking for a fun game, Dice Masters, it seems like kids really enjoy this. Parents can play it with them. So we played through Dice Masters yesterday. We also handed out the first of the organized play cards from the DC set. I'm actually hoping that the D&D organized play cards comes in probably towards the end of this month is what I've been told. So I may take a couple of weeks off from playing D&D DC and just wait for the D&D stuff to come in since that is what I am really interested in. All right, we're going to jump over to a couple of more board games for the week. I got in a couple of more games of Jaipur. This time I was teaching my wife how to play and we also got in some more games of Las Vegas. The dice game, I will say with Jaipur, there were a couple of different things we actually learned this week. One of the things my wife had actually taught me that I was doing incorrectly down at the game store when we were playing down there was I was actually shuffling up the bonus tiles. So you have the bonus tokens that you're able to obtain when you sell to the market three, four, or five of a particular type of a good. I was actually putting those in numerical order from highest to lowest, basically just like the other good, the market goods are, the tokens that are on the board. Lo and behold, the first time we played together, she actually taught me that, no, those are supposed to be shuffled. And I instantly grabbed the rule book and was like, no, and she was correct. So that made me laugh a little bit. Then we also had another interesting question come up. She was playing the game with her mother the other night. I believe her mom had seven cards in her hand already, but actually wanted to take a card from the center of the market area. And then she basically wanted to take two cards, but then put one of those cards back in with a different card from her hand. And one of the things we actually found in the rules, and then I also found on BoardGameGeek, there was a discussion on that you can't do that. If you actually take a card of a particular type from the market, you can't put that same type of card back there when you're doing that. So a couple of little tips there if you do play Jaipur, and you may have overlooked the those little rules because I think they do actually mention kind of like some some things that are kind of off to the side or maybe some in, in some smaller print they say don't forget these these are some little you know rules here so just want to throw a couple of those tips out there and as always if you do have any questions on some games feel free to send me some email or you can jump on board game geek like I did and basically just do a search in their forums real quick and see if you can find an answer or maybe just post something but if you do have any questions on any of the games I talk about feel free to send me an email I will be more than happy to look up the question for you and see if we can get an answer for you then I went down to the game store on Saturday as I missed the 
Thursday night, board game night, I was able to play Kings of Air and Steam. In this game, you basically are playing kind of like a shipping baron. You control an airship, you have access to a railway, and that's basically how you will play throughout the game to kind of get your goods to different cities. And what you're doing is you're going to upgrade both your airship and railway during the game and just try to earn enough money from delivering the goods to the cities um, to be able to do that. So the one thing that really jumped out about me at this game from this game was basically the visual appeal that both the pieces had as well as the board. The game is just really visually appealing and just very eye-catching. It's very colorful. People that were walking by coming into the store for shopping saw us playing this and they were they basically walked over and they were like, what are you guys playing? That looks really cool. If you like games basically on the way they look, I will say that this one does look very well and the pieces are, are really nice as well so in this game everybody starts out and each character has has a unique character and everybody is handed a stack of cards and the cards are used to basically program your movement actions during the movement phase of the game each character in the game has a unique special ability which can add which it adds a lot of flavor to the game and unless you're playing the same character consistently i have a feeling there's going to be a lot of replay value available just from all the different characters because they that special ability that they have is very very different amongst all of them. So it's not like one just has a little plus or minus there. Each has a really unique ability that really makes them play differently. So on your turn, you're going to take the cards that you're given and you're going to basically place them on your board in front of you underneath the numbers one, underneath the numbers one, two, three, and four. This will basically program your movement. Each person will reveal their movement for that phase of the turn. The card, there's letters on the cards and this will specify which player moves first. So everybody will basically flip over their first card at the same time time whoever has the highest letter on their card will or whoever has like the a b c or d you'll go alphabetical order they will go first if there is a tie between letters if two people play the letter c then there's a number on your actual character card and the lowest character then goes first if you have to result to that so the interesting part with the movement cards is that some of the cards have a diamond on them and that is usually on the cards that let you take a, long, a longer movement or basically move more on the board. And they can only be played after you upgrade your ship. So I think your ship had like five or six different levels. I can't really remember off the top of my head how many levels your ship had. But I don't think you got your first diamond until your second or third upgrade on your ship. Some people actually, based on their game board, got it a little earlier. Some got it. It seemed like char characters just had it at differing times. You can't play any cards in the movement phase when you're doing your programming that contain more diamonds than you have available if you do you're basically going to forfeit that movement and we actually had a couple of people that did that during the game because it is very easy to overlook when you're trying to do that so after you move you can perform an action you could do some things like picking up goods upgrading your airship like i was stating upgrading your railway and a few other things you can do one of the other things is taking three gold currency and that's if you basically really don't want to take an action you could just take the gold and then the game is played over a total of five full rounds and then the winner is the person with the most victory points at the end of the game and then points can be accumulated for maxing out your airship. I think you got 15 points if you max out your airship. I think you got 30 points for your steam engine. You got points for the amount of money you had. And this is a really, it was just a really good game. And we had a total of four of us playing. None of us had ever played before. And I think this was one of the games that we actually played correctly on the first time, which I was very excited about. I don't think anybody actually looked at anybody and thought anything was broken during it. So I could say that I would definitely play this game again if you ever have a chance to play it. The game is called King of Ehrenstein, definitely give it a check out, and I'm sure you will probably definitely enjoy it. Then we also played a little Formula Day. That was actually last night during Cinco de Mayo. I actually got a I got part of a Formula Day game in 
right before playing Dice Masters, and I and then I had to turn my car over to somebody else so they could finish it. And when I talked to them later on in the night, that seemed like several people actually trashed their cars while they were playing and actually didn't finish the game. And my car was one of them that got destroyed. Formula Day is a game that I always enjoy, and I was really glad that it came out and I was actually able to play probably through about half of it before I got pulled into running our Dice Master League. One of the other games my wife and I had a chance of playing, I, I was able to teach her Machi Koro, and I think I've talked about Machi Koro on the game on a podcast before, so I won't go into too much as to how the game is played. We were just playing the base game. We didn't go into the Harbor expansion, even though we do have it. And I will say, from having played the game with the Harbor expansion to just playing with the base set, I will say that the Harbor expansion does add a lot more to the game, and that the game definitely does get a lot more competitive when you have more than just two people playing. With just the two of us, it was fun, but it's we it still seemed like some of the cards that we had available to us we just weren't purchasing because you just wouldn't make enough money off of your opponent, which was basically either of us, to basically recoup some of the cost of the card. So it was fun. It was interesting. I can't wait to throw in the harbor set and then maybe add in a third or maybe a fourth person to the game to see how that goes as well. And then the other night I was sitting around and I was going through some Duel of Ages 2. That was one of the other games I picked up last week. This is a game that I was really excited to start playing. I wanted to go through the game a little bit myself and actually try to just make sure I understood some of the rules and some of the way combat went and I really like the way that the instruction manual is actually put together in that they're actually teaching you things throughout tutorial games. So the first tutorial game that you're going to play is basically a completely stripped down version of the game. You're using only a couple of the decks of cards. You're using only melee combat as far as combat goes. So any ranged combat cards that you do flip over, you're going to instantly ignore. It was It's just a very nice, easy approach to try to learn the game because there is a lot going on in that game when you add in all the various types of combat, when you add in all of the different actions that can be taken during a round or a turn basically so I think I have a good grasp and handle on how to run through this whole first tutorial maybe this weekend I'll run through the second and third one so then I can sit down with my wife and we can actually get in a couple of games of Duel of Ages 2 because I am really looking forward to playing that and those were the games that I played this week we're going to talk about a few things that I want to play this week one of the things that I was able to be so graciously given to me was an actual friend request account from Pathfinder Online. This is the game I had talked about previously. This is the MMO that is being put out, I think, by a company called Goblin Works. They are doing the Pathfinder Online MMO. It is an alpha still. I believe you can actually purchase the game. It does have a monthly fee, I believe, of $15 still. Even though it is an alpha, it is a pay-to-play alpha. I'm very really looking forward to playing this. I will probably start playing this, I believe, probably Friday night. I haven't had much time to actually get in front of the computer this week and actually do much there, so I wanted to set this game aside and not start my 15-day free trial until I actually had some time to sit down and really learn the system. I actually have a guild that I will be looking into as well, so I'll let everybody know how, what I think of this game, how the alpha is going, and we'll see if I actually get into another MMO here, you know, as I really haven't played one probably since Elder Scrolls Online stopped. I've been dabbling in a few other things here and there, but I really haven't been serious about one since I quit playing Elder Scrolls and maxed out my character there, so while I do want to play, get into another MMO, I'm not really sure I have the time with all the other games that I want to play because the next game I want to play now list I want to get back into Elite Dangerous and Bloodborne and both of those are not couple hour games those are both games that are probably going to last months and months so well Bloodborne I could probably knock out 
in a couple of weeks if I actually sit down and just get serious about it already. And that's something that I've, that I've just been kind of dabbling with. So I do need to kind of just sit down in front of the PlayStation 4, start knocking Bloodborne out, and then just start learning my way around the galaxy in, in Elite Dangerous. So that is going to be it for this week. Thanks for listening as always. Don't forget, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails, like I said at the top of the show, to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can always follow me on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G. You can follow me on Facebook. Just do a search on Facebook for what I'm playing now on Google Plus. It's plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And then of course our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. You can always leave me some iTunes reviews. Wouldn't mind having a couple of those out there to read. Give me some emails. Let me know what you'd like to hear on the podcast. I have a couple of things possibly coming up in the future. I'm going to be sending out some emails, seeing if maybe we can get some interviews going on on the show. And then I'm going to continue playing more games, of course, and talk about those weekly. So come on back. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Have a good week, everybody. And as always, let me know what you're playing now. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.